Well, welcome to Beyond Sunday. This is a podcast from FBC Allen, where we talk about living out our relationship with Christ, the 167 hours beyond the one that we come together on Sundays. Now, this week, we are talking about why God's Word matters in your everyday life. And we are joined by Pastor Chad again for this episode, Jimmy Hello. and Lisa Maitland, who Howdy. is our minister to children. So, Lisa, how are you doing? You're, I'm you're doing newcomer. great. Thank you. I have a question for you all before we start this episode. What is your earliest memory you have of the Bible? I have... Uh, I went to church without a Bible during preschool. Like I didn't have the little bitty Bible, but uh, the year I started kindergarten, so I was still a non-reader in those days in kindergarten, my grandparents gave me a Bible, a yeah. full Bible. It had pictures in it. It was a little Bible, and I carried that thing until I hit middle school, yes. and it sits just above my desk today, and the cover's just about worn off of it. Wow. My earliest remembrance? taken that I couldn't even read it but I had it so that was, my, that was my first Bible that's amazing that's amazing I remember I had a my parents when I was eight years old gave me a King James Bible and I would bring that to church every single Sunday I could not understand a single word in it but I remember that Bible and it sits on my desk right now remind me of just how important God's Word is I remember a Bible that my parents gave me it was a living Bible and it had um, pictures in it. I just remember this one picture always sticks in my mind because it scared me, but it was, a, it was a dark picture. It was Christ on the cross. And, um, and it was the Living Bible because that's what my parents used. And it also sits in Chad's office uh, right above it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I have it somewhere. Is, is uh, it the green cover? Yes. yes. The green yeah. cover. Yeah. It's the green cover. In yeah. sixth grade when I traded off the Bible my grandparents gave me, yeah. uh, Living Bible green cover. Yeah. Yep. That's a famous Bible. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, mine was had a precious moments Bible. Yes. <laughs> and back then, us ladies, we would have like a special carrying case that was usually mm-hmm. sewn by like maybe a family member, and so I had it in my pretty little case, and I would bring that with me to church. But I think one of my favorite early Bible memories is actually when G- uh, Jimmy was our student minister. We got NIV, just you know, like paperback, and that was the first time I'd read through the Bible um, from from cover to cover, and so that's kind of a special Bible. And I actually lost it when I was moving in college, and I'm just devastated. I'm hoping one day <laughs> that Bible will come back to me. But uh, but that was like that was kind of a, a sweet time of just getting to read it from the whole the whole Bible. Those are incredible stories, and, and I'm sure everybody listening has a great story of a Bible. You you just brought up the precious moments. It reminds me of my sister; she had that. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, like the the flood of memories is coming back. So we're going to talk about, okay, Pastor Chad, you talked about in your sermon this week, 2 Timothy, you went through uh, chapter 3 and you talked about how God's Word is important. And in the very beginning, you kind of give an example of, of when you ask someone about, you know, what is, how do I know Christ more? What should I read to, to learn more about Christ? Someone asked that question and you saw the answers in uh, Teresa of Avidia. Uh, Avila. 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 I'm sorry, I butchered that name. Wow. Teresa of Avila. I just asked about it, and I just totally butchered it again. So you talk about that that was a real popular kind of suggestion, and it's reading other experiences of someone reading the Gospels. And, and so kind of flesh that out, like reading more books about the Bible than reading the Bible is really popular in our culture right now. And there's everything imaginable, because there are 
podcasts everywhere and you listen to a podcast it's not this one this one's highly biblical it and is well thought but <laughs> uh, you listen to a podcast you read a book about the bible or you're you're looking to see what somebody tweeted or what somebody posted this is a post of a post on facebook or, but you you make that your big truth for the day mm-hmm. and uh, it's just great to go to the primary source and, yeah. and, and get to the Bible instead of just what somebody else said about the Bible. To be a self-feeder, or uh, sometimes it's just uh, this is a quote that makes me feel good. It's not a Bible verse. It's just a quote that makes me feel better. And I got into a conversation with a family member this week about that. That uh, yeah, that's great that you had. Had that in a book you yeah. read, but that's not the same thing as the Bible. In fact, several things in the book were contrary to the Bible, but it sounded really spiritual and mm-hmm. made you feel good. And that's just go to the Bible. <laughs> I think sometimes people are intimidated, right? Because they're going to yeah. they're going to say too that I don't know what this means. But I, I I'm so I remember someone said that to me a long time ago. Before you go to anyone else, just go to the Word and yeah. let God kind of speak to you, and and then. As you study more, then you can read about what other people yeah. have said, and and, exactly. and and it will enlighten you to some new things, or or reinforce what you what you were already reading from scripture. So, like you know, and I love like right before the passage that you cover, it talks about evil people and imposters will become worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, that. Paul is really get back to the word because there's a lot of deception that goes on. And we see that in books now more than ever. It seems that everybody has a hot take, hot opinion on a cultural uh, topic. What are what are some of those that you've seen that we've really just kind of taken out of context with, with God's word? I think one of the things is um, – one of the things Chad mentioned was it was a good quote. And I think one of the things that people do is that we hear a quote that sounds really cool and we just assume that it's in the Bible. Right, and so we we take that as as God's word, and it's really not at all God's word. It was just a a quote. Um, sometimes it's from songs. You know, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers, and <laughs> yes. it was like He answers all our prayers. Sometimes the answer is no, or the answer is wait, or you know, or He's silent for a little bit, but He answers all of our prayers, and you know, or, or God only helps those who help themselves. You know, there's all these quotes that yeah. people say. But they're not in the Bible, and and I think the reason why we we think they're in there is because we haven't read the Bible, right? And yeah. so, again, I, I think just being careful that we are <laughs> that we don't get uh, fall trapped to the things that sound really good, but um, they're really just somebody's idea, and they're not really um, from the inspired Word of God. I think of too the one um, that people will say, "Well, God won't give you more than you can handle." Yeah, there's another. You one. know, that's one that gets said a lot, and we know like. Yeah, God, that's when we lean on God when we when we can't handle things on our own. When we have said we're at the end of our rope, Lord, we we need you, and hopefully we don't get to that place where He's our last resort. Yeah. But He does, He does, He is. I mean, we we are going to have trials, and um, I think that one gets misused a lot too. And I think a lot of people, when we talk about God's word, we have a lot of people that have believed and followed Jesus Christ that have never engaged in God's word. Matter of fact, I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with someone, twenty years of following Christ, going to church, and they said they have never read God's Word. How would you approach just engaging someone in taking that step of being in God's Word? Often it is just sitting down demystifying the mm-hmm. book. It's it's a complicated piece of literature, yeah. and it's a big book. It's all one unified theme and one big picture, and sometimes just to help people see the big picture of yeah. it. 
it's the same God all the way through. It's the same story, and it just reaches its climax in Jesus. And uh, but it's all building in that direction, and how the pieces fit together. It's you know, 66 books, 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 <laughs> books in the New Testament, and there's different kinds of literature. So some of it's poetry, and some mm -hmm. of it's history, and so that makes a difference in how you read it. Some of it's just straight up teaching, and um, and so how. I think just taking the pieces of it mm. and then finding a place that is clearer than other places maybe to start reading. You don't have to read it. Uh, the Bibles, the books of the Bible aren't in chronological order. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to start in Genesis. Yeah. And it's okay. <laughs> and if you hit a spot that's really tough sledding for you, well, you don't have to just belabor it. And if you find yeah. a name you can't pronounce, don't feel like, well, <laughs> Bible reading's done for today. I couldn't get past Nebuchadnezzar or whoever that guy is. Um, Run it through. But there are books that are really uh, clear and simple. Yeah. A book like James is really clear mm. and simple and practical. The Proverbs, sometimes for someone who's never engaged with the Bible, it's just, here's what you should do <laughs> about yeah. this. And it's so clear, and I say, okay, I can do that today. And as you practice more and more, you find all the Bibles mm -hmm. like that. I think an important step, too, uh, along with that, is just to, to ask someone. I think, so as a, especially as an adult, you just you develop mm -hmm. this pride, and you're like, That's I should word. know this, right? I've sat in church, kind of what you said, for 20 years, but I've never read this. And so I think, you know, if you would just ask someone, hey, where's – What's a good Bible to read? Um, mm. What's a yeah. what's a what's a good place? Like Chad said, what's a good place to start? Well, read the book of James. Go to John. Go to Pro, you know. And, and there's people out there that want to help. And and trust me, you're not you would not be the first one to ask a question like that because there are so many people, mm. adults, um, who who haven't read the Bible and are sort of afraid to read it because um, they don't know where to start. And and so there's. All kinds of resources out there that we can point you to, but especially, I hope that you would, you know, you would feel comfortable enough to ask one of us on staff or or someone that you know who's mm -hmm. a follower of Christ, just to say, hey, help me, help me to start this. Yeah, and, and read through the Bible with somebody else, right? Yeah, is, is really helpful. And I've had uh, uh, opportunities to do that in the last year with a couple of different people that uh, we just go through and just feel free to stop me when it says. Pharisees, mm -hmm. and I, go, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who are those people? Well, mm -hmm. here's a quick sketch of them, and mm -hmm. here's a quick sketch of uh, who that guy is, and just understanding a little bit of the background uh, again demystifies, makes it simple and clear. And, uh, but it's good to have somebody to read with, and here, and also to hear what the other thing I read with somebody who's a brand new Bible reader, and they see things that mm -hmm. I have blown past. And they help me to slow down and notice things I wasn't noticing. So mm -hmm. it's good for both of us to to uh, to read the Bible together. And I think too, uh, one of my favorite things is just a, a good study Bible that has some notes at the bottom mm -hmm. for those things. Where you're like, what does that word mean, or what did what was the context? And I think too, like Bible Gateway is one of my favorite things because you can also look at different translations that may help you kind of see the passage in a different way. And I think too, some of you that may have a harder time with reading, there's audio Bibles that you can use um, that are that one. are great. And I think too, one of the coolest things is like reading your word, but also listening to those words being read to you at the same time but I think you just got to find um, the what will will work well for you but like like Jimmy and Chad have said involve others and in, in that 
that journey and I think one of my favorite books I read um, just last year was a study on on John and I felt like I really got to understand Jesus from fully God and fully man and his his deep love for us and I think too if you're going through a difficult time Psalms oh my goodness mm-hmm. Psalms is full of praise and full of lament so I think you sometimes that what you focus on that season may be different but um, I, I, I think those are two of my go-to's this is start with and we talk about community and chad you know we've all covered this and we read with someone but also just humbling ourselves to go and ask that question to hey would you be willing to read if you're in a small group or even in church you're sitting in a pew come up to one of the ministers and we would love to talk to you about that uh you know, even as ministers, I don't think they realize, like, Chad, you helped me with Revelation. I had a bad taste of Revelation from just a teacher way back in the day. And I never, I avoided that book. It's kind of like one of those things. I just never really read it because I was always bitter to it. it. It didn't seem like the God of the rest of the Bible that I was taught. And you really helped me in that in that journey. And so I read Revelation. It changed my whole perspective on who Christ is and what the church is doing right now. And I think for some of us, we do have that. You know, Leviticus is one that everybody just kind of skates over. But I didn't read that until 15 years into my relationship with Christ. And we think that we have to read the whole Bible through in, in one swath in a year, and, and we don't. So what, would you, what, what advice would you give someone to encourage them to take a first step that to read with someone else, to be a part of a community that reads? I think the first step, obviously, would find someone who, like you said, who would be willing to read that with you and yeah. and to kind of decide on a book that you're going to read together. And um, there's all kinds of ways to study the Bible, you know, different things to kind of look for. Um, we've used the sword method. There's a, a here method that, that, that's out there. You can Google all these, or we can put these in the show notes. But just basically, the, the idea is like, okay, you know, what you're reading it together, and it's like, okay, what is, what's, what's something that stands out? You know, what, what do we learn about God here? What do we learn about us here? But you're, you're wanting to have a conversation about it, and, and I think it's okay to ask questions with this person, uh, uh, or both of you go, we don't know, so we're going to go and try and find out. Mm-hmm. Um, a commentary. There's lots of online commentaries. There's just different resources that you could use. But I think just being with someone to say, hey, we're going to walk through this, and and we're going to go slow if we need to go slow. We're going to camp out here for a little bit and try to figure this out and talk about it. But I, I think, again, like mm. when you read with someone else, you just hear a different perspective. Yeah. Um, and they point things out that they that you you may not see or you point things out that they may not see. And it's just – it's a great way to do it because it's just, again, you're, you're learning on your own, but you're learning with someone else. And you're keeping each other accountable. Like, hey, I need to read this because I know I'm fixing to meet with Lisa here and, uh, tomorrow, so i got to make sure I do my Bible reading and I really – Get you know, look at it and, and kind of is ruthless. <laughs> yes, she is. she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> yeah, she calls you out. Yeah, every morning Jimmy gets called out. Man. Whatever. So Chad, what I guess with reading in a group as leaders, as as BFG leaders, Sunday school leaders, you do a great job from the pulpit of encouraging us to read the Bible. How do we as leaders encourage our groups, the people we're leading, to read and engage God's word? Yeah, in the groups, one of the things that happens is that we do expect I'm coming in and that teacher has prepared a lesson and uh, but I know a lot of our teachers send out the stuff ahead of time mm-hmm. to say here's what we're going to be looking at on Sunday and it's just good to look at it before you yeah. get there and spend a little time with it in preparation because it's so much more productive every Bible study I've ever been a part of if I prepared before I got there 
when I got there, it really flew. And if everyone else did too, we come ready to make applications mm -hmm. and know what questions we want to ask, that we, we need clarification about who's that guy, what does that mean, uh, is that is he really asking? Is God really asking me to do that? And what does that look like at my workplace, in my house, my family? Um, and so preparation is a key part, I think, and and to to be also just really grace filled. It, it's it freaks people out, and you know, for me, I'm and for us, we're used to working with the Bible regularly, and mm -hmm. so you kind of get in that Bible drill mindset of. All right, here's my Bible, and they say open to Philippians three, and I can do it in two two yeah. uh, page turns, and I'm at Philippians three, and the person sitting next to me that, well, I'm, I'm too proud to or too ashamed yeah. or whatever to not go to the table of contents, and so they just kind of slide that Bible under the table and don't engage, and so it doesn't mean that you shouldn't know your Bible well, but uh, to to recognize the room, mm -hmm. and I think most people really aren't that familiar with most of the Bible. Yeah. I and mean, we, we've read parts of it. We know where the 23rd Psalm is, and we know what that's about, and we've read the creation story. Mm -hmm. And, okay, now let's uh, move to the New Testament <laughs> because <laughs> it, can be, it can be pretty quick. And uh, just recognizing we're all, we're all in this together, and all of us have something to learn here. Mm -hmm. I don't know, just finding a way to get everybody involved. Take your time. Let's go get a Bible open. You can use your phone. You can use your pad. You can use your paper copy. Uh, and mm -hmm. uh, but let's all get everybody there. Okay, now let's go. I think we're uh, one of the things that uh, Chad mentioned that I really like is just the idea of coming, coming prepared. I think we've sort of we've become a little bit of a church culture where we have a master teacher mm -hmm. and we just sit and mm -hmm. listen because they're so wise and they know the bible and 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 they and they are right i mean they they are wise they know their word but it's like okay god god wants to speak to me too through yeah. his word so it's not just it's not i don't have to go it's not like it has to go through chris and then be filtered down to me it can come straight to me through his word and so i think um you know, we do Bible studies together, but one of the things I've just read recently, it talks about studying the Bible together, right? So it's not, I'm mm. just not gathering information, but it's like, okay, I'm participating and, and, and I'm talking about how God is speaking to me through His Word. And um, it's, good to, it's good to do that. Um, and so that's, it's good when you study together. Um, as a, especially as a leader, you want to make sure your people have it ahead of time just so that they can be reading to and bring their insights and, and, and bring their questions. And make make it safe to ask a question mm -hmm. because often it's uh, uh, Pharisees and somebody goes, "What in the world is a Pharisee?" <laughs> yeah. Well, they're asking that question, and if you have a dozen people in the room, there are probably eight of them who also <laughs> absolutely would, they just mm -hmm. won't ask the question. Absolutely. So I love having a good question asker in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because everybody else gets comfortable as soon as somebody starts asking. Okay, I'm not getting this, and mm -hmm. suddenly it's okay to. Ask a question. That's when you start learning. And sometimes the people that think they know, they learn something too because they're like, oh, why is he asking a Pharisee question? Oh, I never knew that. And then they learn something. It's incredible. Well, I think too, um, maybe even allow for time for different peoples in the group to share what they how the Bible has changed their lives or mm -hmm. something this week that really connected through that passage to give them some share time because I think, um, you know, Getting to be real with each other mm -hmm. and, and sharing how God's Word has changed your life, I think, um, is going to connect really well with your group, too. 
So we, we talk about like reading God's word, and I think we get in the trap of its knowledge. It's just all knowledge that we learn. How do we avoid that knowledge trap? How do y'all personally avoid that knowledge trap when you read God's word? Yeah, so uh, this morning, I'm, I'm doing, I, I read through the whole, a whole Bible, I got a new Bible, read mm-hmm. through the whole thing, highlighting and all that in 2022. And so I finished up that which is really important. I feel like for me, something God's called me to do. It's mm-hmm. not everybody's. Everyone should do it in their life. Read the whole Absolutely. Bible, but um, I, I feel like I need to do that every year for for what God's called me to. But uh, now I'm going a, a slow walk through First and Second Peter. So mm-hmm. today, Second Peter. Well, I read my passage. I pray God open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in Your law. Then I read it and I make notes about it. Okay, oh, wow. what do what do I see? And I see, oh, there are three verbs that really lined up there. Or there's a verb, and there are three action points that come out of that one one verb. And so I start putting, I write stuff down and look at it on paper. And then I have this little section on thing I created for myself. The Holy Spirit calls me to apply wow. this, to note this to my life today. And so I write down. Here's my takeaway, and there may be two or three things today. There were, there were two things yesterday. There were like five things. It was a, he really worked me over. <laughs> yesterday in Second Peter, he wore me out. But, uh, and then at the end, I write a prayer. Wow. God, today help me to do this that you asked me to do. Show, don't let me miss what I obviously missed yesterday. And wow. so, if I write stuff down and I have a point of application, and I do it early in the morning, so I know. I got the whole day to see what yeah. God's going to do with this in my life. And so that that has been helpful to me. Wow. Write down an application for today, pray about it, and then watch for it the rest of the day. That's incredible. I think oh, the yeah. trap I got into is like almost overload, like mm-hmm. getting three devotionals in my email and and listening to a podcast or <laughs> listening to our sermon. I think like the main thing is to be in God's Word. And so I kind of limited down to like, this is the devotional I really want to read in the mornings. And um, But yeah, not I think that my trap was just a kind of overload. And so sometimes we get too too many things and we're not actually in God's word reading his Bible. We may there may be a verse in the devotional or whatever, but I think um don't get trapped into giving too many things. Keep it simple. That's that's, a, that's an excellent point because same thing. I, I have access to all these devotionals and mm-hmm. the one of the most wonderful authors and books. We live in a great time of access to stuff. But then if you get hit with three or four different things the same day Okay, I really don't have time mm-hmm. to apply all that to my life today, mm-hmm. and it ends up just being mm-hmm. noise and knowledge, mm-hmm. but but it's not uh, obedience, and it has to get down to obedience to really start changing your heart. I think for me, the application, it has to, I have to be active when I'm reading. In other words, I'm writing, I'm hi- kind of like what Chad said, I'm highlighting something and I'm writing, because if I don't, then I, I read it. And I just have no clue what I just read. I mean, yeah. literally, I can read every word on the page, but have no idea. And I can and do so, it while I'm highlighting. Yeah, That's exactly. Really exactly. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I think uh, you know, uh, the here I keep referencing the the here way of studying God's word, and because it's just something I'm doing with a couple of groups. But it's there's the application. It's you know, it's highlight, explain, application, and respond. And that respond part is like okay what are you going to do based on what you just read and so that's one i've been you know kind of the whole action step that chad was talking about because otherwise it it is it's just a a bunch of knowledge and so you know and the bible says knowledge puffs up right and so i think we've got a lot of people we've got a lot of big heads because we're filled with all this knowledge Mm -hmm. but you know 
don't just be hearers of the word be doers of the word and so it's like you know what's and i think that's the other thing too lisa mentioned we can get so overloaded with all these things but it's like okay what's one thing that i can do today that will be obedient to what what i read today and and how that can be a a game changer because then when you when you do that then all of a sudden you start noticing it you're looking for it because you're intentional about it where if you don't do that then you're 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 not you're going to find what you're looking for right so if you're not looking for it you're not but if you're looking for opportunity to apply what you read, you'll definitely, God's going to give that to you. Yeah, I think journaling, too, and even um, taking notes on your phone, you know, uh, but journaling, because there's so much power in taking what you've learned and writing it down. And so I think journaling it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to write a page journal every day, just yeah. even a couple sentences of, hey, this is why I felt like God was laying on my heart today. But um, but I think... I have. I'm not as good about journaling as I should, and I'm seeing there's so much richness in journaling. And prayer, prayer with Bible reading go hand in hand. Just that talking with God and and just hearing His voice. What are what are the biggest threats you see to God's word in our culture today? What are some of the some of the countercultural things you see? Um, Lisa talked about just information overload. That's clearly one uh, that we have so much information with the internet with printing all of that so what are some other like kind of countercultural or threats you see to god's word that we fall into as as followers of christ there, there are a lot of those things that s- somebody will say and then you just say well some they said it so it must be true mm-hmm. like some of the apologetics things of well you know the bible's been proven to be wrong about history mm-hmm. Well, no, that's actually not true at all, and yeah. here's all the history that backs it up. Well, it's been shown that the Bible was edited and all these books got left out that should have been in. Well, there's a reason those books were left out, and it's a good reason, and it's a it's, it's a good logical reason separate from just, uh, well, I'm going to believe what's in my Bible, and those are the only books there were. Uh, there's a reason those books are there, and it's very carefully planned out. Uh, and the criteria that put books in the Bible is is, mm-hmm. uh, is so there's the apologetic side, and then there's just well, they're great books, and I don't need to read the Bible. I'll read a book about the Bible. I'll listen to a sermon about the Bible, mm-hmm. or well, I just feel this, and we go with our feelings instead of an authoritative book like the Bible for how we make decisions about things. Absolutely. When the culture says this and uh, the Bible says something different than that, you you have to decide, Mm -hmm. is my authority the Bible? This Mm -hmm. is the Word of God. When the Bible speaks, God speaks. Or is it what all my friends seem to be saying. I think a, another threat kind of it goes along with what Chad said. It's just that it's not it's not applicable to 2022 or 2023. You know, in the future, it's it's old, it's ancient. It was it had its time, but you know, it's a new day, a new thought process, and so um, and it does boil down to what's your authority, right? So if, yeah. the, if my authority is me, then if I read something that I don't agree with, then I'm going to discount it or I'm going to try to shape it to where I feel like this fits me or I'm just going to take pieces of it. Um, but ultimately, um, it's saying if this is God's inspired word, and so that's going mm-hmm. to be my authority to what I do. But I think I think there's, there's it's just quick to dismiss because uh, it doesn't fit with what the rest of the culture says. And so if it doesn't fit, therefore, it's irrelevant. And so there's no need to read it. And so, and if you do read it, you're kind of silly. So why why are you doing that? So, but I think it it speaks to so much 
that's the beauty of the Bible, right? It spoke to the people that it was written to um, who first read it, and it still speaks to us today. Um, when we did that Revelation series, mm. that was so much of – when we did that first chapter, it was just so much of – it was it spoke to them. It was a message for them, but it was also a message for us today and, and, and knowing that. And I think people – miss that right because yeah. they just assume it, it just has no it has no relevance and it, it can't speak to a world mm. the world that we're going into today I think one of the biggest threats is just questions and so one resource that I love and I know all of us have used is gotquestions.org mm. yeah, you can ask all kinds of fantastic questions and it backs it up with scripture mm-hmm. and so I would say that's another thing like we'd love to talk to you anytime you have questions but it's okay to have some doubts and it's okay to reach out and tell us hey this this passage in God's word I, I'm kind of wrestling with it hey guess what we have too so um, let us know if we can ever help answer questions but I think that's a big thread is just questioning questioning the authority and the truth in God's word. That, that's a that's a great uh, I love it. gut yeah. questions that again we use it all the time and uh, and they give a good biblical reason for things. But th- this verse shows up twice in the Bible. Don't boil a goat in its mother's milk. And you go, hey, I'm not sure how I'm gonna apply that to my life today and what I'm gonna journal about it today. I'm gonna see what Lisa journaled about that verse today. But when you get behind it, and again, that's one that, okay, I'm not going to be able to pull that rabbit out of the hat. Yeah. But there are resources that say, here's some great, really clear applications about what seems like just a off-the-wall kind of comment in the Bible. And it's mm-hmm. it's rock solid. You go, okay, I can actually journal about that. Yeah. And mm, so that's uh, great. There, there are lots of things, great resources. It, I think uh, sometimes just knowing the trustworthy ones. You, you Google stuff, you don't know what you're going to get sometimes. Yeah. And then you have a thousand different resources. That's why we have resources listed on our website mm-hmm. and uh, make a lot of those things available uh, to everybody else because you just have to know what's trustworthy. I, and, you know, and I think reading a lot of mistakes people make is they read Scripture through a 2022 lens, yeah. right? So you, know, you wives submit to your husbands, right? And so that submit – Right now in 2022, I mean, that's there's people that are just you know you already dismiss it, it's but it's like word. okay, yeah. but yeah, but if you dig down into culturally what that verse was saying and what that meant and how that impacted, you see that it's 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 not about demeaning a woman and it's not about a man has all power and and you know you just you learn so much, but I think that's what happens is we don't we we, we read it through through the lens of today instead of looking at the, the history and, and, and the culture of the day and what was happening in the day. And, and, and so, okay, and so it makes sense. To a, to a Western mind, right, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make sense, but to where in the culture of where, where the Scripture was written, it makes a lot of sense, and, and you understand why that was written. And, you know, that's just one verse out of so many, but I just think we have to be careful how we – how we approach it and how we read it and and not read it with our you know America you know it's all about us mindset kind of thing yeah, well, American yeah. culture overwhelmingly yeah. in every other culture of the world individualistic mm-hmm. the Bible is written like most of the cultures of the world which are extreme communal cultures yeah. mm-hmm. and so the Bible's coming from that that perspective and so you, you just have to need to you need to adjust your mind a little bit as you read it's just a different worldview. And that's a key, too. Y'all talk about like the American mindset of individual, the globalization, how we get information from all these places. You see scripturally, when Paul writes, he's writing to a culture like Corinth. 
and that's specific to Corinth, and there's cultural aspects to it. The same goes for when we read our Bibles and we engage in God's Word. We have a community here. Listen to, you know, as, as a community, you listen to a a church or a pastor that's local to your 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 lens of here in Allen because it's different than what is going on in Oklahoma City or what is going on in Arizona and I think that's another thing is is we listen to so many voices that have contextual like thoughts and culture that don't even have it to pertain to us but they put it here they force it well this is what the Bible's saying and it forces it kind of in our we deal with that a lot. We hear people like, oh, this pastor said this. Jimmy, why don't we do right, this? Right. And we're like, well, it, we're not there. We're not in yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tokyo or and, and reading And get back to reading the Bible with in community. It's like, you know, Lisa's on our, our, our staff, and there's there's perspective that she brings yes. as a woman that, that I just don't – we just don't have. And so same thing with reading Scripture with someone else. It's like, okay, I wouldn't, you know – kind of dialoguing with my wife, it's like, okay, I, I never would have thought of that, right? Because I'm a mm-hmm. dude, and I just don't think that way. Uh, or there's and, – and so it just it, – when you have other voices and you're reading with other people from different perspectives, even different cultures, right, mm-hmm. and, and different different upbringings, it's like, okay, wow, there, there's a whole piece of that that I just missed because I've just been looking at it from my own from my own lens or from my own way of thinking. And with family, too. Like, mm-hmm. when we read with our boys, it, the things they say, I'm like, wow, why have I never thought of that? It, it's it's so simple, but yet it's such the biggest step of obedience that I need to make. And a lot of times I'm ignoring it because I don't want to take that over. Like, love your neighbor. I don't want that right now. But mm-hmm. he sees that, and he sees it as a family. We need to take that. And so, well, Lisa, to kind of wrap up this episode, what I want to do is what would you, what would you tell a person to encourage him to be in God's Word? And where would – where would you say to start? Um, all of us have probably a different idea of where to start. And then what's a good translation to, to read um, for someone that's listening for the first time? They have a Bible at home. They may be in like me. They got a KJV a long time ago. <laughs> it's just not clicking for them. What is a good place to start in, in helping them with that? So, Lisa, as, a, as you know, you're, you're with children all the time. What is a great place to start for kids and families, and what's a good translation for them? Yeah, a good translation. I like the New International Readers version. It's actually um, translated for early readers. So, um, But our church also uses Adventure Bibles. They have an IRV Adventure Bible. That's great. Um, CSB, a lot of our mm-hmm. curriculum uses CSB, another good translation. Um, but I would say, you know, for, for kids, the Gospels is a, is a great uh, – place to start but also the Old Testament is full of like these key stories that they're going to be learning in um, in on Sunday mornings, on Wednesday nights. Um, but I would say maybe even start with the Gospels. And I would say just to encourage you to treasure God's Word. Um, it will change your life. It's changed mine. And it is something that I have to lean into because I am a broken person. Mm-hmm. I'm a messy person. I'm a selfish person. And going back to God's Word helps me love God more and love His people more. That's great. Uh, to, especially on the, on the translation side because they're, they're really there are a lot of translations out yeah. there. And uh, I have. I'm preaching now from the Christian Standard Bible. Lisa mentioned the CSB, and it's a it's a really accurate translation, because an a literal translation does not equate with an accurate translation. Mm-hmm. You, you look at any if you studied That's any kind word. of foreign language, uh, going word for word mm-hmm. is not going to give you mm-hmm. a good translation. 
because of how things are phrased in different yeah. cultures, different languages. And so the CSB really translates it into the English language in a format that is that is uh, accurate to the, the Hebrew in the Old Testament, the Greek in the New Testament, uh, original languages. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big step is just getting there because a lot of, a lot of folks were given a Bible that is just incomprehensible. Yeah. You look at reading levels, the, the KJV, I, right now, I'm reading the KJV right now. This first and second Peter, I'm doing it in King James wow. Version. All right. So I'll drop into different translations, <laughs> and I'll read different ones in the course of a year. Humble brag. Humble brag. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. Put that on my bragging montage. <laughs> and uh, but it's a it's a it's a twelfth grade reading level. Yeah. And so you look at those reading levels. The NIV is uh, targeted for a seventh grade reading level, and uh, CSB is going to drop mm-hmm. into that about like the NIV, and and so. Uh, but it is helpful, and Lisa mentioned earlier, looking at different translations because it'll give you a different, uh, still same passage, but give you a different uh, sense of the nuance of it. Mm-hmm. And then read with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible with somebody or a group of somebodies. Uh, for me, one I, I really like the New Living Translation. Uh, it's a real easy to read uh, version, and and seems to make a lot of sense to me. Um, <laughs> Um, can be a little simple-minded. And um, as far as where to start, Chad mentioned it already, but uh, the Proverbs is a great place because yeah. it's just filled with wisdom, right? You know, just do this and things will go well. Not that it's going to be perfect, right? But it's just like, you know, do it this way and and it, you'll set yourself up um, to, to do life well. And so Proverbs is a great place. And Lisa mentioned the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Either one of those are great. Um, but, yeah. Just something that's easy to read, uh, and then, like Chad said, read with somebody because it's you're just going to hold yourself accountable. And then r- write while you're reading. Highlight. It's okay to write in your Bible. Yeah. Highlight, circle words, put question marks by things you want to ask questions about, and then just write down you know what you feel like God is is kind of teaching you that day. Yeah, I'm like I'm like Jimmy. My uh, reading level stopped at ninth grade. <laughs> like everybody's always like, well, why do you like? I love the CSB. It it, it it really has changed. It's a game changer for me in reading. And uh, I love just the wording, and it's very simple to read. I would encourage, if you don't have a Bible, uh, especially for kids, you can come. Lisa, if, if a child comes without a Bible, they give them a Bible, and that is a really cool ministry that we do. And so if you're at church and your child doesn't have a Bible, be sure to check out Lisa at the welcome uh, desk in the children's area, and they'll be happy to give you a Bible. We live in a technology age, and version is available, and every translation we just talked about is available um, there in version. One of the great things about version is you can read together, uh, you can share. I see when Jimmy highlights verses. Um, I've seen that a couple of times, and I've read them, and it's really it, it hit me that day. So it's kind of neat how to do that and just kind of challenge each other. And we also have Bibles we'd be willing to give you. If you come mm-hmm. to church and you don't have a Bible, we would love to connect you. We would love to read with you. Um, we're we're wanting to engage people in God's Word because we believe that is the game changer. And, and one of the questions I get, because my son has dyslexia, is you can listen to the Bible as well. Um, that That is not there. It doesn't get watered down because you're listening. It For him, he loves to listen to the Bible, and it, it's a game changer for him. And so we have the version has an audio app as well, and it just encourages them to read. So um, if they have dyslexia or any other reading um, need, 
we can connect you because we do have those uh, resources. Lisa does, and it's been really neat to partner with her in that. So any other lasting words? Well, I would just say I I can hear a little bit of pushback already. Well, you guys are paid to read the Bible, right, (laughs) because you're ministers and you're studying. And and yes, part of our job is to read and to study because of things, of lessons we teach, but uh, there is also a personal side of it like i think chad's first and second mm-hmm. peter it's all personal it doesn't really have any i mean obviously our reading flows off into what we teach about too as well but um uh i wasn't paid to be a staff member for for about six and a half years and um i, I still read god's word because like lisa says it's it's a life transformation and um it's god's word to us and god speaks to us on a daily basis so yes there's parts of it that are our job but there's also um a huge part of it is because it's what god has called us to do and it's how we grow in our faith and the danger of that is sometimes we read for work and we lose that and we know a lot of people that have done that and that's where burnout so we we have a whole another set of problems to deal with and confession time before the episode ends a lot of times when you send us questions about the bible we go to got questions.org <laughs> and that's how we answer i, I, I get I lisa don't. to go to it. <laughs> yeah and then she tells me so sometimes when y'all ask us questions we don't know everything about the bible so we use those resources as well that's why we learn them but like chad said we'll put out some of those resources we have some of those on the website the key is where is that resource coming from because if you just google it you can get all sorts of opinions but we do have some great resources that we have vetted and made sure that they are biblically based because there are a lot of out there with opinions so any other lasting words before we end my favorite my favorite quote ever is uh from uh, i heard paul powell say it first and he said uh, your goal for the day is not to get through your bible reading for the day the goal is for the bible to get through you and amen it's a great application every time i think of it